Okay, good morning. So middle, still middle of Sicha Chafalaf. We're discussing what, what Rosh Hashanah is properly supposed to look like. As you said, it's maybe not so, doesn't seem so Negea right now, but all the things that we've spoken about so far have all been very Negea on a day-to-day basis as well. The Rosh Hashanah that we all go through daily. And we basically spoke about three Inyanim so far, and we'll, we'll add one last Inyan today. The first thing Rav Nachman said is, is Chacham, a person needs to be a Chacham. Shiyachshem achshavas teve, shiyitev Hashem izbarach imanu. A person needs to be a Chacham on Rosh Hashanah. Chacham over here, as we explained before, does not mean to be smart. But Chacham over here means to be smart in, t- in terms of being able to think about proper thoughts, Machshavas Taivas, which means, Machshavas Taivas means that that the Rabbanishim will only do good for us. And that's the first crucial thing that a person needs to have when he walks into Rosh Hashanah. As we mentioned a few times before already, the tour already brings us down in Shachan Aruch and Rosh Hashanah. A person has to get a hirkah before Rosh Hashanah to walk in with a certain confidence. A certain clarity that, that it's going to work out well. The Rosh only wants good for us. And that's the first thing. You have to walk into the positive attitude to Rosh Hashanah. Although we said it doesn't take away from the pacha, the aim of the year that a person has from the Midas Adin. Nevertheless, the underlying emotion and feeling that a person has to have in Rosh Hashanah is simcha over the fact that the Rosh Hashanah is going to, going to only give him the greatest din. And the, and, and the fact that the Rosh Hashanah is the judge and is the lawyer and is, is the one involved in the case means that I know I have an in and I'm going to walk out with the best judgment possible. That's the first thing a person needs to walk in with that knowledge, with that attitude that I'm going to be successful. Hashem is going to give me the greatest year of my life. The second thing is, then he says, a person needs to be besimcha. Having that mindset, thinking positive thoughts is not enough if it doesn't actually filter down into the way, you, way you're acting. If a person says, yeah, I'm thinking very positive, but I'm walking around the ba'atzvah, I'm walking around depressed, I'm walking around sad, I'm walking around in a way of melancholy where I'm not excited about things. I don't, I don't, you don't see the simcha, so then clearly the positive thinking is probably not very real. And uh, you're probably just saying that you're thinking positive, but you don't actually really mean it. It doesn't actually, uh, hasn't actually infiltrated into you and changed you from being somebody who is ba'atzvah and uh, in a place of sadness to being a place of really being happy. So that's the first thing is think positive. The second thing is a person actually has to be happy. If you really believe that the Rabbanu only wants the greatest thing for you, he only wants what's best for you. And even in the Midas Adin, the Rabbanu Shem's Oyev, Tzedakah u Mishpat, the Rabbanu loves Tzedakah and Mishpat, the Rabbanu loves Mishpat, but he also loves to do Tzedakah. He loves to give to Kuala Yisrael, especially Kuala Yisrael, especially from Yid who's davening Rosh Hashanah. You walk in with that attitude in the Mirz should be you should be Zoycha, to then feel real Simcha when you have that attitude. The third thing, and this is what we spoke about last week, I think at the end of the week, is a person also needs to cry on Rosh Hashanah. So, so far we have thinking positive, happiness, and then the third thing is crying. We explained very clearly that crying over here is not a, is not a stira to happiness and positive thinking. Normally we would think it is. You can't be crying at the same time that you're thinking positively. But we explained that the Bechia that's taking place in Rosh Hashanah, this real Bechia that's taking place, is a crying of longing that's from deep within a person who desires to get close to the Rabbanu Shem. And a person really feels who he is and how great the Rabbanu Shem is. And this specifically comes to Rosh Hashanah. When you're speaking about you're speaking about the grandeur of the Rabbanu Shem, the greatness of Hashem, the majesty of Hashem, automatically that, that, that creates within a person a feeling of longing, of tshuka, of, 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 of to get close to the Rabbanu Shalom. And that feeling itself is inside of a person, a cry inside of a person, not a cry of sadness, not a cry of depression, not a cry of brokenness, not a cry of happiness. It's a cry of longing to get close to the Rabbanu Shalom. And that also, that's again, that goes, that goes in line with everything you've been saying. If you recognize the Rabbanu is great, the Rabbanu is amazing, the Rabbanu is even in his Midas Adin, his Oyev Tzedakah, the Rosh wants to do Tzedakah, and you're, and you're happy about it, so then you say, now I want to get close to the Rosh and that is a real Bechia, a person can get to the place where he's crying. And that's why we said from the Arizal, the Arizal says, if a person doesn't cry in Rosh Hashanah, his Neshama, his Neshmasa is not Shlema, he's missing something in his Neshama. And again, 
It's not sad cry. It's not a depressed cry. It's not even a happy cry. It's a cry of longing to get close to the Rebbe That's what one should feel. When you're saying, When you're saying these psikkim, it's not just, okay, I'm saying, I'm longing for the day when it'll become clear to the whole world, and most importantly to me, myself, that the Rebbe is the king of the world. And the Rebbe wants to have an intimate shaykhis to me. When that, I'm longing and waiting for that day to come true. And there's a bechid, there's a cry inside of me as I'm longing for the, for the day called Mashiach. I'm longing for that, for that world in which it's so clear that there's only one Rebbe That's the third thing a person needs. Positive thinking, you need to be happy, which means you need to make sure that it, it really becomes part of who you are. And then a person also needs to have a bechia, a cry, which comes a cry from longing, like we spoke about the the lower waters, which are crying to get back to the place that they came from. That's the cry a person is supposed to feel in Rosh Hashanah. And it's, it's similar to a person would cry in, in you know, all shalosh regalim, as you're saying the psukim of, of you know, Pnei Chata'enu, when you say this, it's not okay, I'm sad and I'm crying over the fact that we got kicked in. What I'm doing is I'm crying. There's a, there's, if you, a person cries because he's sad about Golas and Yantif, so that, it's not proper. It's not the time to cry about Golas. You don't cry about that in Yantif. Yantif is, Yantif is Simcha. In Simcha, Yantif is happiness. But when I say, I'm supposed to feel a longing to get back to that place called the Bezimikdash. Whether it's my own life, the, the Geula that I need, or Geula HaKlali, but that's what I'm longing for. I'm in the middle, I could cry. I, I could probably cry over the fact that I have a longing for this. I remember very clearly, when I was much younger, I was walking back from Shoshana from, uh, from Davani, and I was telling the guy standing next to me, I should have not said this, but this is what I said. I was telling the guy standing next to me, I was like, you know these guys that are like, the whole Musaf, they're like crying, or Shoshana, Obviously, I was making fun of those people because I wasn't one of them. So it bothered me when I saw the guy that was actually crying. So I had to, you know, machanavek. That's obviously what the Yitzhak tries to get to do. I was like, what's the guy crying about when he's saying the, the karbonus in the middle of Musaf? Like, I get it by the other parts of the, the Shemana Esra. I get why he's crying. Then he's like saying, you know, he's saying, we're going through all the different karbonus that we bring on, on Yantif. And he's like, he's crying. What's there to cry about? So again, I was very immature. I was very, I was very young. It doesn't make a difference how old, but I was very young in terms of my understanding of things at least. And, and, and that was what I thought. I was like, what are you crying about when you're saying the, saying the karbanas? Like you're saying the karbanas, you're crying over the karbanas, nothing sad about it. If you tell me crying, when you're talking about Yaveris, I hear. Tell me crying about Rangolas, I hear. If you're crying about the karbanas, but the etzim, if a person if a person's saying the karbanas properly, it's even brought in halacha that when a person says karbanas every morning, you should understand what you're saying. The Mishabur brings this out, a person should know what they're saying. If you're saying the karbanas of Musa properly, you have a longing inside of you. I want to get back to the place where it could be makar of karbanas again. I want to bring a carbon tabat. I want to bring a carbon musaf. I want to be able to bring these things again. Amela, it's ma'urabechi, not of sadness. And out of brokenness is Mara Bechi of longing for the base of Mikdash again. And a person can be davening a Musaf and, and will feel a hishtaikikos, a real longing to get back to that place called the base of Mikdash. That's the third thing that Nachman talks about. The fourth thing is Dibur. So, so far we spoke about Machshava, we spoke about Maisa, we spoke about Bechi, which is also part of Maisa, and now he speaks about Dibur. And he ends off the Sikh with this. He says, a person has to have, speak very, very minimal. And you'll see this if you go to Uman, you hang around breast lovers, speak very, very little on the Yerushin of Rosh Hashanah. The greater a person is, the more he has to be medactic. Nachman himself didn't even say the Piyutim that we say in Shemana Esrei. Many people say in Musaf, he didn't even say the Piyutim. He wanted to be a Mamaya Pedibah. 
Rachmashi Yasser of Allah Kali only only the, the the you know the ones that are Yusid, the ones that are part of the Bachsar, of a Sharapayat Aina Amr Machmasha Adam Godot Sarah Ladaktak Oz be Yasir, the Belila Dabar Shim Davash Aina Mukrah. Person has to be very careful, specific in Rosh Hashanah, specific in the Yaim Rishan, not to speak any word, any word that, that's not Mukrah. That's the fourth Hanagi gives. What's the Pshat? I don't know, it doesn't say what the Pshat is, but perhaps. Uh huh. Anything that you don't need to speak, which means obviously you shouldn't be walking around the tiny zebra. Speak, it's yantif. Speak, you don't have to. You can say the shanatari because Obviously, you know, introduce people, you know, say hello to people, talk to people, but try to limit the amount of speech as much as possible. So, so I, he doesn't give a pshat. And I, don't, I don't know 100 percent that this is the pshat. I don't, I don't think it's the pshat, but perhaps one of the pshatim is is that Rosh Hashanah is Hayoyim Harasaylam. It's the day the creation of the world. Obviously, the day wasn't the world wasn't created Rosh Hashanah, but man was created Rosh Hashanah. It's the day that Adam Rishon was created. The biggest chilek between man. And, the, and all and all other creations is our Kaya right? The he Russian put inside of his Nishmas Chaim, like the Targum says, the ability to speak is what separates us from, from the animal kingdom, right? So Chachma, which when we speak, we're not just speaking, we're not parrots, we're not just repeating over the same thing again and again. We speak with Chachma. And Mamil, the thing that differentiates us from all the other from the rest of creation is our ability to speak, which is Maramas and the Indian of Chachma. Mamela, when it comes to Yaimar Salam, it comes Oh, so our mind, our mind and our speech are the same thing, which means the speech is the way that we express that which is taking place inside of our mind. We express it outwardly. It, we, with, again, a parrot could also speak, but there's no mind there. So it's just, it's, it's pushing a parrot. You, you program it, and it says the same thing again and again, there's no mind, right? Robots can speak, there's no mind, right? There's a, the, the chiddush of our ability to speak is that we have chachma, and it's the way that chachma is able to come all the way down to malchus is when a person's able to really speak. That, that's, that's, it goes hand in hand. Huh? Right, even when we think, we think that Valtani talks very, you know, very much about the tzimtzumim that happen even in a person's mayach. He's thinking in, in, in isis and letters, whatever language he thinks of. But, but there's, a certain, there's a certain ability to be able to speak, which is, which is the mile of humans. The day that the world is created, a person has to be very, very careful about the way he speaks. This is the day when we're being created as man. This is the day when we're being differentiated from the, from the, from the rest of creation. Mamela, we want to be able to make sure that we use our kayach dibur as carefully as possible. And anything that's not necessary, even though, again, it doesn't have to be something which is bad, it doesn't have to be something which is lashon hara, something which is rechila, something which is ba'atzim asr, but anything which is not mukrach, Nachman says a person should be very careful. Why? Because you want to purify your dibur as much as possible. It's a day when a person came into creation, when we're being recreated again, we want to make sure that our kayach dibur is being as clear and as ke- we're being as careful with it as possible, right? We're in the middle of the parshas now. Parsha Shlach, Parsha Baloyska. These are the Parsha which talk about the Indian of Lashonara, right? The first Rashi is the first Rashi. This week's Parsha says, What's the smichas between last week's Parsha and this week's Parsha? Right? The, the Miraglim saw what happened with Miriam and Aaron. They spoke Lashonara about Moshe Rabbeinu and they were punished. They didn't take a lesson for themselves. They came back to Maritz Yisrael and they spoke Lashonara. A person has to be so careful about how they speak. In general, throughout the year, the front, when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, the day that we're being recreated, the day that the Rosh is doing Vayipach Ba'apa of Nishmas Chaim, the Rosh you know, giving us that ability to be able to have. That neshama again, which is the ability to speak, we have to be very, very careful about how we speak. Really, when you, when you look back at, at the way Hashem created man, there were two parts that went into how Hashem created man. Right? Everything in the world is created with Asar Mamaras. Right? Everything was created with 10 statements that Hashem said. Beratius was also a Naimer. And then Vayyar, the 10 statements that Hashem said where it says Vayyimer. The Hashem said it 10 times. One of them doesn't say Vayyimer, but it's Beratius. But 10 times where the Hashem said something and the world was created. When it came to human, the human being was created with two things. The human being was created with speech, right? The Rambam said, create man, right? Yeah, the Rambam created, created man. Nasa Adam B'Tzalmeinu Kedmaseinu. That was the Dibur that happened. At the second part of the human, human being that was created was the Yipach Ba'ap of Nishmas Chaim, right? The Rambam blew inside of man, right? And that's the Baal Tani talks about that the Maila of 
a neshama is, is man the tough man the nafach meteiche nafach. It means that the lashon the zera kadosh, one that blows bl- breath, comes from a much deeper place than speech. Speech is again, like we're saying, something external. I don't need to. If I'm on an island by myself, hopefully, I don't need to speak to myself, right? Hopefully, unless I've gone already crazy, there's no need to talk to myself because speech is only expression to somebody else, right? But breath, I need to breathe even if I'm on an island by myself. That's my mitzvah. That's how I live. So man is created with two parts. One of them is the, the one of them is his neshama, and the other part is the deep. The other part is the guf. The guf was created with dibur, the same way all of creation was created, same way Yihar and Hirakiya, all that was created with dibur. Man is also created. Nasa Adam Bitsalmaikat Masin was the guf and the Yipach Ba'apov, the Russian blue inside of man, that's the that's the Nishama inside of a person. And Mela on Rosh Hashanah, we really find that these two in Yanam we really Sarm explained that the Indian of Takiya Shafer has a lot to do with Manda Nafak Mataycha Nafak. Man is created through breath. That's Hashem created a human being. And the male, the Avaida of Tkiya Shafer is to be more than a Shama inside of a person to make sure that that Neshama is, uh, is uh, utilized and, and awakened in a proper way. That's why, that's why the whole Avaida of Tkiya Shafer happens from inside of a person, from the lungs of a person, where the Neshama of a person is created. The other part, which is the Dibar, is also we spend most of Rosh Hashanah davening. The talking and talking and talking and talking. There's a tremendous amount of Dibar that takes place in Rosh Hashanah. And again, that's what Nachman means. We, we, Rosh Hashanah, we're, we're re- being created. We're being created as an Neshama and we're being created as a Guf. Right, we, we, I said this uh, you know, last week that when we talk about the guf of a, a guf of a yid, right, we tend to think that the difference between us and the gayim is our neshama. It's not true. The difference between us and the gayim is both our neshama and our guf. Our neshama is different, obviously. We have mal mamish, but our guf is also different. Our guf is not created from the same place, the same akar as a guy's guf. Mamela, we have to be careful about the neshama on Rosh Hashanah. We have to be careful to make sure that man denafach, metoich through tkiya shayfar. And then Rahman saying also the way we speak, which is our deeper, which is the creation of the guf of man. We have to be so careful about the way we speak in Rosh Hashanah. on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, when we're being created, we have to be very, very careful. And therefore, he says, a person should be as careful as possible to only speak. That which is mochach. Again, you don't have to walk around with a tiny zebra. You should be besimcha. That's why the beginning says, be besimcha, be happy, come with positive attitude. At the same time, just recognize that this is the day we're being recreated. Therefore, we want to make sure the way we're breathing is proper. That's the neshama. And the creation of the guf is also done in a proper way. We're also speaking very careful, careful what we speak about, careful about the words we speak. Nol shenhara, obviously. Nothing which is shakir, nothing which is, nothing which is halos and latzanas. Being very careful about the way we speak. To be Makabal Rosh Hashanah, it's less than 100 days to Rosh Hashanah. So we should know, well, coming into Rosh Hashanah, we should start the preparations. You know, proper mindset, simcha, bechiyah, and proper diva. Mr. Shem will continue next time with a couple days.